0: Hello and welcome to this episode of Tinker Talks, the audio format podcast for all things inside the fence of Tinker Air Force Base. I'm your host, April McDonald, and I'm joined today by Lieutenant General Gene Kirkland, the Commander of Air Force Sustainment Center, which is headquartered here at Tinker. Welcome, sir. It's an honor to speak to you today.
1: Thank you for this opportunity. Yes,
0: before we get started, as you know, the legendary Mark Hybers was slated to be here with you, but he's at home recovering from knee surgery, so yesterday as I was preparing to do this podcast, I realized that I covered your promotion to Brigadier General and your Assumption of Command of the Oklahoma City Air Logistics Complex in 2012, and then I had the privilege of interviewing you after you took command of the AFSC in 2018. So, I'm sorry you don't get Mark, but I think me being here today was meant to be.
1: Well, we wish Mark well with recovery, but this does serve as a useful bookend to uh, my Tinker experience.
0: Yes, yes. So, we'll just jump right in, sir. With um, When did you join the Air Force?
1: I came in the Air Force after college in 1988. Uh, through officer training school uh, after college, I worked a little bit in industry and then uh, waited my turn for for officer training.
0: All right. So, why did you choose the Air Force and not another service?
1: Well, I do have a Navy pedigree. My father was a chief petty officer, uh, a crypto technician in the Navy. So, grew up in and around uh, Naval Air, Air Forces uh, NAS Pensacola in the Panhandle of Florida, and um, took a first look at that. Um, I'll tell you that uh, I was always open to the Air Force, dating back to uh, my formative years in Pensacola, Florida, which happens to be the hometown of uh, General Chappie James, uh, one of the Tuskegee Airmen. And while uh, I can't draw a direct line between, uh, between General James and myself, it did keep, keep the Air Force uh, in my mind. And so after college, uh, wanted to be part of the team, I gravitated toward Air Force Blue.
0: So when you joined the Air Force, did you have any idea that you'd stay in for 30 years?
1: Oh, Lord, no. Uh, (laughs) I was proud to join and uh, considered it a fresh start uh, in in my career. And uh, we've been very blessed to have great opportunities and stick around this long.
0: All right. Did you have any mentors early in your career that helped shape the leader you are today?
1: Well, there, of course, are dozens uh, that have uh, helped me along the way. I'll start at the very beginning, though. My very first uh, teammate in my very first job was Chief Master Sergeant Carol Zollicoffer, And Chief Zolikoffer took me under his wing and uh, uh, instructed me uh, first on the technical aspects of the job and then leadership. And he looms large uh, in setting me in the right direction. At the same time, my very first squadron commander was then Lieutenant Colonel Gene Hickman. And I'm talking here about the 5th Munitions Maintenance Squadron at Minot, North Dakota. And uh, General, uh, excuse me, uh, Colonel Hickman uh, was a great example of an officer and leader can be. And uh, early on, I could do far, far worse than emulate his leadership styles. Along the way, any number of uh, commanders and chiefs, uh, and even some senior civilians who've uh, uh, helped me learn, helped my mistakes become l- uh, learning experiences, and by that measure, I've learned a lot.
0: So was there ever a point in your career when you thought you would not go the distance?
1: Well, by distance you mean to retirement. To retire, um, yes. Well, we all have our moments of doubt, but my des- my desire to stay in the Air Force uh, was was consistent. Um, as to whether I would survive this or that job, there were moments where I had tough situations, uh, but um, being part of great teams, it's all worked out.
0: And I I have had that in my career too, so I completely understand that. Um, You had mentioned in a previous podcast with us that you developed a passion for the nuclear field. Did that happen during your first tour at Tinker?
1: Well, I used it here, but honestly, my very first job in the Air Force, again, thinking back to uh, munitions maintenance in Minot, introduced me to uh, the strategic deterrence, uh, how important it was uh, to our nation, and... um, I'm so old that I I was in Strategic Air Command when I came in the Air Force. And so there was a certain ethos, uh, a certain way of doing compliance uh, very conspicuously that perhaps shaped who I was as a maintenance officer and and as an officer. Uh, I've had several, uh, I'd say three or four jobs in the nuclear realm uh, to include group command, and, um, and now that uh, MS Sustainment Center can easily see how we apply that to our business, not only through the 309th Missile Maintenance Group at uh, Ogden Depot, but uh, just in our general business here of supporting airframes that, that, um, that work in that area.
0: All right. So you've been the AFSC commander since 2018, like we said before. Um, what, is your most, what are you most proud of as the leader here at the Air Force Sustainment
1: Center? I'll pick several things. First, that we've just continued to mature and evolve our culture as are the possible. Uh, Lieutenant General Litchfield began this in 2012 uh, as the very first Sustainment Center commander, and uh, we've carried through. and I'm so proud of the of the civilian leaders, uh, our uh, active duty who've embraced it. Uh, we've refined it, made it better, and because as as our Budgets come and go, and cost consciousness becomes more uh, ever more important. Uh, staying true to the, those principles means so much to how we deliver cost-effective readiness for our warfighters. Um, during my time in command, uh, I could pick dozens of things to, uh, that I'm so proud uh, that our workforce accomplished, but I'll I'll just settle on COVID. That our response to that um, was important to our nation and our Air Force, and I'm so proud of our ALCs, our supply chain wings, and our installations uh, through the airbase wings for managing that, for taking care of our people, for balancing the health and welfare of our workforce while continuing to meet our mission.
0: What were some of the greatest lessons learned and challenges as you mentioned COVID um, that you faced as the commander?
1: Well, my learning begins with how we approach this as a team. And so uh, I'm big on trust. And uh, our uh, wing and ALC commanders and their uh, groups and squadrons below has be- have just been tremendous in executing w- what comes at us. I think we've simplified our governance structure to a point where we, hand- we-, we focus on the things that are important and-, and not so much on the things that are unnecessary. And uh, between our wings, ALCs, and our staff, I'll just say that... Uh, I'm proud that our leadership has stepped up and owned their part of this, and it's been very easy at times uh, to be the commander um, while I trust that team to get it done. Right.
0: So what are some immediate challenges AFSC faces in the near
1: future? Well, on the sustainment side, we face an uh, ever-aging fleet, and um, we need to find, we are finding, new ways to fix old airplanes. Mm -hmm as we also bring on the fifth-gen uh, programs, uh, maintain the F-22 and the F-35, while well, we look forward to the B-21 and GBSD to come. So um, we can just never rest on our laurels uh, in, the, in the successes of the past, um, continue to push the envelope on how to do the same readiness at less cost or continue to do more readiness at the same cost.
0: Aside from your years at Tinker, what were your other favorite
1: assignments? Operationally, my favorite year was a year as the, uh, the Expeditionary Maintenance Group Deputy Commander at Al Udeed. Uh, I, was, I was a Lieutenant Colonel. And beyond missing my family, I'll say that it was a year of uh, flying sorties in support to combat operations that uh, was probably the seminal job I had as, as a maintenance officer along the way. In terms of geography, listen, uh, we've enjoyed ev- wherever we've lived. Uh, every place we've been has been fascinating from getting to know the local community. We've so enjoyed our two tours here in Oklahoma. Uh, but I'll tell you what, my, year, my three years at uh, Elmendorf Air Force Base in Alaska, hard to beat from a lifestyle point of view. Uh, the, uh, the outdoors opportunities there and just the, um, the specialness of Alaska is something that we, uh, we cherish.
0: Yes, that's on my bucket list of locations to visit someday. So Um, what is next for you after you hang up your uniform?
1: Well, uh, we look forward to uh, settling down and being part of a community to put deeper roots. Uh, We're going to make a go of it here in Oklahoma. It's our our initial plans to to stay here and and to see what opportunities might present and uh, to build on the relationships that we've we've established here in the six years that we've been blessed to be at Tinker Air Force Base.
0: So many retired military members say they feel like they need a mission even in retirement. Do you feel like you'll need a new mission after you retire?
1: I think I'll, uh, I'll just adjust the ones I've got. Uh, I'll, I'll be an airman for life and uh, I will never be too far from supporting our Air Force and its mission in some way whether it's uh, through a job or through uh, volunteering or, or some combination. And I'll plug here that um, that one of my passions throughout my career has been volunteering with Special Olympics. And I've been blessed to link up with Special Olympics of Oklahoma. And in retirement, uh, I plan to uh, enhance and uh, and evolve my role uh, with that volunteer opportunity.
0: Very nice. So is there anything else you would like to um, tell our audience today before we? close?
1: I'll tell you what, here I'm sitting a week or so from retirement, and I'm just, it's coming very fast. And uh, uh, as I reflect on this past three years as, as commander, but also a 34-year career, uh, it is is—it uh, it is the opportunity to serve with world-class patriotic Americans that I will uh, value the most uh, as, I, as I cross to the other side. Um, Specific to the Sustainment Center, uh, I've been proud to be the teammate and commander with uh, 40,000 world-class Americans doing their job. And if it were possible to do so, I would shake hands with each one of them before I, before I uh, pass this flag to uh, Lieutenant General Select Miller.
0: Well, thank you again, sir, for taking time out of your busy schedule to talk to us today. It's truly been an honor to be here with you. And thank you to our listeners for tuning in. Make sure you subscribe to Tinker Talks on iTunes or Spotify. For Tinker news, visit tinker.af.mil or follow us on social media at Tinker Air Force Base on Facebook and Instagram and at team underscore Tinker on Twitter. For AFSC specific news, follow them on Facebook at Sustainment Center or their website at afsc.af.mil.